0: Everybody, welcome to 5-Hole Fantasy Hockey. I'm your host, TJ Branson. Joined with me tonight, Zachary Vogel.
1: Hey, hey, hey. And I'm about to be up again.
0: Yeah, we're in the middle of a draft. We had two drafts today, back-to-back kind of. So we're in the middle of a points league draft right now. So bear with us. We might, like, take a break.
1: I might swear uncontrollably.
0: Yeah, you never know. He just got uh, Seth Jones snuck from him. You know, with the Eastern Conference, we did our ADP analysis and stuff like that. Tomorrow is opening day. We're recording. It's like 9 p.m. On October first, it's a Tuesday, so this episode is not going to be out until tomorrow morning. You know, so we're not going to talk ADP. We're going to talk about uh, just some guys you should have on your watch list. We're going to talk about uh, the Western Conference, all the teams. Kind of have a preview there. Uh, we welcome anybody to join us in our Discord chats. It's open to everybody. Lots of fantasy hockey chat going on there. Got a good group of members. Drew Downey. Yeah, so I'm up in like eight picks now. Got I I some.
1: I just, yeah, I just took two defensemen, so. Yeah. I kind of I kind of took some people away that you could have gotten.
0: Yeah, I was outside looking for my cat. My cat it got outside, so when I'm done recording here, I'm going to take over for my wife and go outside and look for the cat because we love that cat, so I want it back. And we're also opening up a dynasty league. So if you guys are really interested in um I mean it's not going to be for a while. We're we're thinking about doing it in April. It's going to be fan tracks, it's going to be deep rosters. We're trying to get either 32 teams to avoid. um, It's going to be a
1: three month long draft.
0: Yeah, it's going to be intense. Like I had a lot of fun doing it with the guys that I'm in right now. We had a six weeks draft, super slow draft. It's going to be like 12 hour windows, something you could do as soon as the season is over. And you're like, fuck, I can't wait for fantasy hockey to come. We're going to do a slow draft. It's a lot of fun. You're going to be able to play with us. We're going to build dynasty teams. It's not till April. So I want people that are serious about this. I want to get as close to an NHL roster as possible. I would love for 32 teams a true cap hit, salaries like the the, the cap right where the NHL cap is, rosters exactly where the NHL is. I want it to be like you're running a team. And I want the depth to be the same. I want everything to be as close to reality as possible. So it's still fantasy, but I want to bring it close to reality. You can join our Discord. We have a special Dynasty Discord channel that uh, we're all just you know, right now it's pretty it's pretty dormant because it's eight months away or something like that. But we want to get a good group together for this dynasty league. Uh, but anyway, let's start in the Central: Chicago Blackhawks, top of the alphabetical order. There, top. Yes, players, they no are. Surprise. That's true. No surprise to anybody: Patrick Kane, Alex DeBrincat, Jonathan Tays, Eric Gustafsson, who I might draft next uh, in seven picks, and Dylan Strom, Patrick Kane. This one kind of goes without saying. He got a hundred points last year. Huge shot totals. Nobody nobody's gonna argue with that. Alex to Brinkett, what do you think? Is he gonna score forty goals? Is that like a for sure thing right now? He is um slotted into the second line. I believe it's Andrew Shaw and Dylan Strom. So Andrew Shaw kinda snuck into that top six as I thought he might. Um so he presents a little bit of value there because he's you know, d- daily face off at the beginning, they they thought he would be a fourth liner. I said no. They you know, they tried to get him pretty hard, so if this is the top six that we're looking at, wow. Alex Nylander, Jonathan and Patrick Kane is line one, Andrew Shaw, Dylan Strom, Alex DeBrinckett, all six of those guys present some value there. Alex Nylander being kind of like a, a sneaky pick, being that he's on a line with Kane and Taze in preseason at least. He's got a goal and two assists with 16.56 of time on ice. He's got six shots on goal in four games played, so definitely keep an eye on that because it could just be an experiment. That's That's what we're going to say a lot here is that A lot of these line combinations and such are just experiments for preseason. As far as the goalie situation goes, man, like Corey Crawford and Robin Leonard both played in two preseason games. Leonard played 46 minutes or kind of like roundabout there with a 931 and a goals allowed of 261, making 54 saves on 58 shots. Crawford played a whole 60 minutes in two games played with a 350 goals allowed and an 860 save percentage. He made 43 saves on 50 shots. So, I mean, Zach, if I had to put my money on it, I think Leonard is going to be the, the starter going into it, and it's going to be like a 50-50 split. I don't know. How, how do you read that Chicago goalie situation?
1: I agree with you on the Leonard part. You would say that Corey croft has been there for so long. Leonard is feeling good. He's coming off a very hot season. Uh, I think he's going to be the day one starter. But I would kind of back off. Of having either of those in your starting lineup anytime soon, until it kind of plays out. Uh, with such a young coach, you know he likes to move things around. I would hold off on either one of them, but if you're if you're going to have to go one, it's got to be one.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I might. I think I actually picked him up in what was that our last draft? No, I got Hart and I got Hart and like two other really gambling goalies. I think I took uh, some really random goalies. All right, I just took Shane Gossis Bear. Good pick.
1: 10. Good pick. I'm
0: going to try and get some friggin' defense here. It's not going to go great for me. <laughs> mm. I was like auto drafted There's still some... Max Domi in like the fourth round.
1: There's still Bullshit. some real good defensemen out there that have like upside. You yeah. know what I
0: mean? Yeah. All right. I mean, uh, there's
1: still Justin Falk out there. There's still Kyle McCarr out there. Um, I believe you have Provorov, I be, uh, McAvoy. I mean, there's there's some good names down the down the list too. I hold them in higher regard than Matthias Ekholm,
0: that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, and there we'll, we're going to talk about now. him later. All right, let's get into. Uh, do you got anything else to say about sh- uh, Chicago Blackhawks? I mean, Brandon Saad is always kind of a, a depth option. Duncan he's, Keith is out a, there.
1: He's a streamer in my eyes.
0: Yeah. Um, and as far as Alex, like as goals. far as
1: someone like Alex Nylander goes, it's got to be worth a flyer, but he's not draftable. I would put him right on your watch list and keep him there until you see what happens after a few games.
0: All right, man. Colorado Avalanche. We got top players, obviously. McKinnon, Renton, Landis Gogg, Cale McCarr. I'm putting him up there, man. And Dude, Nazem I am Audrey. so
1: high. I'm so high on him this year. Yeah,
0: I, I'm targeting him in every draft. I'm glad you just said his name because I'm probably going to take him. Uh, I need to work on my D there, but anyway, I mean McKinnon top in the league for shots. He's going to be in the hunt for the Art Ross. That's a no brainer, top five pick. And I say top five because the draft we were just in, Kucherov dropped to five. It was the weirdest thing. Like Sidney Crosby went no, third he overall. Was
1: six? Didn't he sixth go right overall Before he went right, or no? Was it Kucherov? Uh, yeah, it was Kucherov.
0: Like I was, I, I drafted was at number fre- nine.
1: I was freaking out. I thought you had number seven. Oh no! I was freaking out and I like have been stoked. people. Sidney Crosby before Kucherov.
0: Lazileski like, got picked before him, too. And, like, it was a crazy It was, it, it crazy, was, it was crazy craziness.
1: I, like, I couldn't believe it. I didn't know what the fuck was going on.
0: <laughs> All these guys. I mean, Mac, Rantanen, Landis Gog. Landis Gog's a multi-cat monster. MCM, Man Crush Monday. Kel McCarr, definitely Kel McCarr. I don't know if you guys at home, like, if it's just happening in my earphones or whatever, but we're drafting on ESPN, so it's like you get this doo-doo-doo, doo-doo-doo.
1: You're like, my phone is on silent.
0: Like it might just be through my speakers. Uh, that,
1: ain't, that ain't me.
0: Nazem Kadri, I got him on my list too, man. He hits. He's got 30 gold potential, possible top power play potential right now. He slotted in with the big boys on the top power play. And Kim McCarr did take a, a maintenance day today. You never know really what that's going to bring. But, hey, can't believe Philip Forsberg dropped to the ninth round. I wish I'd have seen that. These uh,
1: fucking drafts have been crazy.
0: It's it's Nazi.
1: That last round, I, I said it was like a value store.
0: Yeah. It's like was, going to it it was, was like
1: going to Costco. I was getting people at like 140 that like usually go in the 70s. Like it was nuts.
0: Uh, all right. Okay. Back to Kadri with him. He was 30 goal potential on the Leafs on the third line. And now he's going to be getting extra minutes, possible top power play. Uh, I really like him paired with his hits, his PIMS. Kadri to me, one of the top players on the Avalanche. And I, I guess I like kind of put him in a sleeper category, maybe not a sleeper, but if if this, like you were saying, value, if there's value on this team, Nazem Kadri is pretty much at the top of the list there because, like I said, thirty goal upside. Uh, he's sixty four percent owned in Yahoo so far, forty one percent in ESPN. I know he's a center, center only, but you'll get those hits, you'll get those pims. It's a great banger guy.
1: Uh, he's gonna go way uh, low in drafts.
0: Let me see. Do you pick before me? Yeah, you do. All right, I'm I do. Here.
1: I got two picks coming up.
0: I'm not going to talk to you what are you thinking though we are on the on the horn at round 11 so okay get...
1: i already have two i have i have mcdavid Tavares is my centers jamie mm-hmm. ben is a left wing ryan o'reilly is my right wing suban weber and dowdy as my defense and frederick anderson and holtby as my goalies i'm thinking left wing right wing and let me see what i have up here in my queue
0: yeah the uh, ESPN is so weird like Cam Mackinson's left wing, right wing. You just said Brian O'Reilly is one of your wings. Like,
1: well, I can put listen. I can put him there in here. But yeah, yeah I'm used to always. So weird. Like, He's a straight center. Um, okay, so I'm leaning towards Svechnikov.
0: Ah, bitch. All right, yeah.
1: <laughs> I do.
0: no, I think you should do it, hundred percent. And also, this I'm not up for 10th. thirteen picks. So this
1: is the tenth round. I'm about to get Svechnikov in the tenth round.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, as yeah. far as depth options in Colorado, Andre Burkoski. Zach, I know you're a huge fan. Burkoski, it's like every year he's on a breakout or, I or something. It, I, mean? I want to see him do
1: it, man. I just want to see him do it.
0: I know can do it. Him and Jonas Donskoy, like I keep forgetting that he's on the avalanche. I could see Donskoy, if maybe Tyson Jost flops, that Donskoy could get into the top six. It's, I mean, it could happen. Donskoy was decent depth for San Jose in past years. Never really a hold, but if he gets top six deployment in Colorado, he could be somebody worth monitoring, putting on your watch list, something like that. He doesn't have it yet, the top six spot, but I'm definitely keeping an eye on that situation. As far as Tyson Jones goes, he's dual eligible, center left wing, 3% owned. He's in the top six. He's on the second power play. Not a lot of upside, but if he starts to shoot, you got to give him a look. And then, of course, Sam Gerard, man. Like in our past episodes, I was saying, you know, it's between him and Kel McCarr. And since it's come out, that it's definitely Kale McCart. Sam Girard is still. He was worth owning last year with Tyson Berry ahead of him, and I think he's in the same spot he was last year. So he's a good depth bottom of the D core type of guy in leagues like 14 plus, even 12 teamers you can have him, and and that's not a bad look. And then I also like Zadorov. You gotta like Zadorov for the hits and the pims, man. He's great. Did you you already drafted? Who'd you take?
1: Um, I took Sveshnikov, and then I took Justin Falk. Nice. Justin Falk in the 11th round.
0: Let's talk goalie situation, man. Grubauer, he's been playing okay in, uh, in preseason. He had three preseason games, 65-51, so just over like a full game of time. 2.26 goals allowed, 9.15. Sneaky late goalie. If I, if I had to get a goalie, like if I faded goalies really hard, like I have been in most leagues, um, you know, you wind up with a Grubauer, you wind up with a Varlamov, you wind up with like Riddich or something. Those are three pretty value goalies, late. And I even like getting Mrazek. Like, I've been targeting Mrazek, strangely enough, in these drafts because he's going in, like, the 14th round, and I don't have to pick a goalie. Mrazek's going to give me a decent amount of starts. I'll, I'll, to me, that's, like, one of my favorite strategies, at least. Uh, and Frank I Kuz. He, I
1: think he's a good pickup. But, yeah, sorry. I, I interrupted you.
0: No, nah, I mean, I was just going to say that Frank Kuz, he's, like, he's not been doing too much. He's got 40 minutes of time on ice, um, 40 minutes minding the net, whatever you want to call it with an 884, 2.48 goals allowed in three games. So, I mean, that one's a surefire. Grubauer's getting the start. He's getting, like, 55. So that's what I like about Grubauer there. All right, Dallas Stars, man.
1: Coming up in Dallas is, honestly, I'm worried about these right wings. I'll say that. So let's start off with their top players. you got to think it's the entire top line. So it's Sagan, Jamie Benn, and, well, who? That's the question. Yeah. Is it Alexander Radulov? Uh, is it going to be Joe Pavelski? I don't know who to draft first. So I'm, I've, I've personally been really worried about uh, about which right winger I'm drafting. But then you have the really good defensive pair of John Klingberg and Miro Heiskanen. So it really all comes down to where are we putting these players, considering I, I think they're going to have a great power play. I'd like to think that Klinger is going to be ahead of uh, Heiskanen. I mean, I, I'm not really sure. All I know yeah, is man. I'm taking Jamie Benn number or uh, I'm taking Tyler Sagan number one.
0: Yeah, I think Klingberg's got that top power play. Like For now. Sh- that's surely in the for bag. Now. Surely in the bag. And actually, if you take a look at Daily Faceoff, they got Rupi Hintz up on that uh, top power play. They got Rattelov on the second. It's the weirdest thing. But then again, it's preseason. Maybe they're just experimenting with some stuff and uh, never really know.
1: With as high as you're going to have to take one of them, it's just risky. It's all I'm saying. It, it's, yeah. it's a risky play.
0: I, I get, I get you for that. But by the time this comes out, everybody's going to have their teams. So sucks if you got one of them and they don't wind up on the top line where you drafted them. But with, I mean, with Heiskanen, I think he's good depth. We've said it ad nauseum here. He's stuck behind Kling, Klingberg for like the foreseeable future. It seems like there's no chance for a three and two first power play with those big names that they do have, whether it be Rupi Hints, whether it be. Alexander Radulov, whoever's on that top, I don't think they're going 2-D on the top line, on the top power play at least. Neither do I. All right, so I was telling you Radulov is on that second. He's doing the heavy lifting on the second power play. It's got Heiskanen, Dennis Guriana, Radik Foxa, and Esalen Dell. People that are drafting Radulov and like holding on to him, maybe like if if in the first few games it doesn't look like Radulov's going to be or is going to stay on that top power play, try and shop him while while he still has that uh, what do you call it? Like pristine or... uh
1: While, while he still has that shiny to him?
0: Yeah, while, while people still think that he's like a top-line, top power play kind of guy.
1: Fucking shiny and... Gyarados, dude.
0: <laughs> you never know. All right, I'm on the clock here in round 11. I need a right wing. And for some reason, Trochek's a right wing. I already got him as my right wing. Actually, Zemenij has a right wing, too. This is the weirdest thing. Maybe I'll just go best available. Oh, um, did
1: somebody just take Artvidson? These fuckers.
0: Yeah, I just did. That was who I was going to pick.
1: Oh, you fucker. <laughs> anyway,
0: <laughs> it was either him or Cam Atkinson, who, if still available, is going to be my next pick. And he just got picked, so great. Uh, depth options. Like I was saying, Esalen Dell, he's got the peripherals. He's not much for offense. He's going to give you banger stats, and that's about it. Hits and blocks, not too much for shots. Same thing goes for Hints. He He hits. He hits really well. And his exposure could he could be like a really good sleeper at. i seeing him go like, you know, with the last few picks in most leagues, just kinda like, fuck it, I'll take a chance. And if he doesn't work out, I'll drop him. But he hit over a hundred times last year. He's gonna be playing in the top six with either Radilov or Pavelski, one of the two. Could even get top power play time like he is right now. So we gotta we gotta wait and see for that one. But I, I like the way it's shaking out so far. Definitely gonna go D on my next pick here.
1: I just drafted uh, – or not no, I just drafted. I, I drafted Poopy Henson in, in one of my leagues just to say that I did it. I wanted to do it just to say I did it.
0: And as far as, like, the goalies go, uh, we said it, you know – What's the point? In Dallas, even though
1: Even though they are talking about trying to use Bishop less this year.
0: Are they really? Yeah. I mean, they, they have one of the better, like, backups. Like, Anton Hudobin, he was great for Boston. He's great for them. I don't know why they don't just rock it out, like, give him, like, a a half-and-half split. But he's going, like, second overall in our projections. But I've been pretty proud to say that where every draft that I was in, he went pretty late. He didn't go as the second overall goalie, and that was really awesome. But, I mean, you never know, man. Some people could friggin' take him. Dustin Bufflin. No, I'm not gonna do it. Do it.
1: it. I did it last round, or last... Last time I I had to.
0: I'm just gonna take Gallagher. I've I've got Gallagher in like every. Ah, ah, I love him. I'm not. A, ah, I'm On the clock in like twenty picks, so I had to do something. Somebody I knew that wasn't gonna be there, and from the noises you're making, I think you would have taken him. Yeah. Dad, so
1: I. So if. Daddy Dadinov
0: is still out there for you if though. If it
1: got to me. I was gonna ask. Well, I, I was thinking between either Manta or Gallagher.
0: Dadinov's still out there, bud. And Patcheretti.
1: Ooh, Daddy Stella. Hey, Daddy.
0: Yeah, he's dual eligible in here. All right, so what I got is, like, Bishop. Bishop's going to give you great numbers while he's healthy. But it's just, I mean, last year was kind of the anomaly as far as, like, him putting together a fully healthy season. It was nice. Um, all right, Minnesota Wild, let's talk, some, let's talk some down years here.
1: Well, you hate talking about the Minnesota Wild. There's really not much doing except for your very top picks. And, I mean, as far as my top players, I think we could both be in agreement that, number one, it's Matt Dumba. Yep. Number two, well, then, huh?
0: It gets it, There's, like, seven people that you could have at number two. Yeah,
1: I mean, it could be anybody that plays well. Eric Stahl <laughs> came back. Oh, Well, seriously, like, there's such a weird team because everybody does kind of good sometimes, but there's always one guy who just does awful. Eric Stahl, two years ago, had 40 goals. Last year, his, his draft stock was way high, and yeah, so about that, you know what I mean? So he really dropped last year. Ryan Souter is one of those guys who's always going to do a little bit of everything. He's going to hit. He's going to block, so you're going to get some points off of that, um, and he does have double-digit-plus goal potential.
0: He's out there a lot.
1: But then you have people like Zach Farise, Matt, uh, Matt Zuccarello. Jared Spurgeon is always one of my favorite people. But uh, sometimes these people, these players, just seem like waiver fodder more than anything.
0: Yeah. I mean, Jared Spurgeon's getting drafted in, like, every league just because defense is so hard to come by. Jason Zucker, like, he's great for shots. But I'm agreeing with you, man. Dumba, to me, is the clear-cut number one fantasy own. Yeah, not even close. He's going to be the top power play guy. There's no getting around it. Matt Dumba is easily the first one off the board and I, I think he he should be like a trade target for everybody out there like i i tried to get him in a in a few leagues and i did i think it's i think it's a great move <laughs> I'm like, i like i so badly want to talk about adp and stuff like that and i know it's it's worthless because tomorrow is the first day of the season so there's no point
1: it, it's scary it's starting already and i'm like so ready but like i'm I'm nervous because we're in a million fucking leagues this year. So for every for every day, I'm going to be rooting against my own players.
0: <laughs> yeah, we have like eleven leagues. This is this is craziness. Dad and I've just got. Are you right before fucking you?
1: Fucking serious? Are you yes, fucking right. serious? Uh,
0: yeah, that's that's kind of harsh. Uh, just go okay, patches, here, here. man. Either patch already. Ready. All right. So while you're while you're figuring it out, I'm going to talk about. Uh, Some of the depth options, I mean, Miko Koivu, he's always out there. I can't remember, you talked about Zuccarello. He's always good for 50 points. Spurgeon's probably good for 40 and, like, semi-good peripherals. I like Eric Stahl. Like, he scored 40 some odd. I think it was, like, 43 goals a couple years ago, and then he scored 22 last year. So you figure next year it has to be somewhere in between. Uh, He's going to be easy as, like, a depth center, you know, at the end of your draft. (laughs) I keep talking about drafts. This sucks, like – I'm so used to talking about this, thinking about it. We've done like 11 drafts in the past three days. But what I really wanted to talk about here is Dubnik. I really, really like Dubnik as as a goalie. He's kind of like a discount John Gibson. The team sucks. He's not going to get a bunch of wins. But what he is going to give you is good stats. Like he last year was he's a really – a
1: lot of shots.
0: He's going to see a lot of shots. He's going to get a lot of saves. Last year he had 13 really bad starts, which is usually – not the case. Like he, I think he went like four years in a row with five shutouts, and then he had two last year, and just had a really, really shit year. But he got 60, 60 some odd, like he had the most starts in the league last year, and that's what I like about him. He's gonna get the starts. His goals saved above average was half the amount that it usually is. It's usually double digits, and he was six point one eight last year. To me, he's a discount John Gibson. Just kind of like one of those guys that maybe if you're if you're looking for a trade. And want to move up somewhere else and maybe can give away like a Matt Murray and take on a Devin Dubnik. Don't worry about it. Like Dubnik's gonna give you other stats outside of the wins. So if you if you can chew that one down, Dubnik is somebody that I really, really like. Nashville Predators are up next. The top players have gotta be like Roman Yossi is going, you know, first three rounds kind of kind of deal right now. So I think people are highest on him. He's going a little high for me, but it doesn't matter. I mean, uh, I know everybody has this mentality that oh, well, you don't have P.K. Subban breathing down your neck for top power play time. Like, he, he really didn't play the top power play at all last year. Where I can start to agree with people that have this mentality is the fact that that second power play unit is going to be such a big drop from the first one. Now that you don't have somebody like P.K. Subban on there, that maybe it might go closer to like a 75-25 share for top power play versus second power play. That power play was like really not that great any anyway last year. So what do you got on Yossi? Are you like... Up next or something?
1: Uh, no, I just took Quinn Hughes. How did that go? As my fifth defenseman.
0: Man, I got I only got three.
1: Subban, Weber, Dowdy, Falk, and Hughes. I like the that defense, of course.
0: Not bad. All right, so yeah, the, I mean, the power play is, is supposed to be better this year. You got Dan Lambert coming in from the Spokane Chiefs. You've got Matt Duchesne coming in. We're going to see a, a different look at that power play, so for it to be dead last from last year, it's going to move up. And I think that's, that's what everybody's expecting. There's, there's no going down from there. So with him and Forsberg, Arvidsson, Duchesne, Ryan Johansson is on that top unit too. And then I like Mikel Granlund, Granlund and Johansson are kind of like both playmakers. They do a lot more like passing the puck than they do shooting the puck. So you got two guys that are going to be just blasted heavy on assists and Granlund, this year with Nashville, I think he's going to have a little bit more continuity. It's not going to be as hectic coming into the, to the team like later on. Um, I think he's going to be another 60-point guy, heavy on assists, 70% owned right now, dual eligible. Uh, and the same thing goes for Johansson. In a draft a couple of days ago, I had Barzell queued up because I wanted to, um, I wanted to level out my assists, and, and Barzell was like top of the list for assists. But then Johansson was right behind him. Johansson gets Pims. He hits. I can't say I'm upset with not getting Barzell in that case, but uh, Ryjo is great for that. And see, that
1: depends. So like we always say, you're in a category league, so Ryan Johansson is way better. In a points league like uh, we're drafting tonight, Michael Granlund, I like a lot better on that second line. He's playing with Philip Forsberg and Matt Duchesne most likely. Ryan Johansson has, what, Craig Smith and Victor Arthidsson Pretty yeah, they got good, a, but I like that second line better.
0: Yeah, they got a new look as far as their top six goes. We'll see how that works out. Maybe they go back to the Jofa line. Maybe they keep it broken up so that they get that, that two lines rolling. The
1: thing is, though, that's the top six. Like, yeah. there is, they might move from line to line, maybe one, maybe one player at a time, but that <laughs> is your top six. They are both locked in there
0: far as like your depth option goes, I got Matthias Eckholm, Ryan Ellis, and Kyle Turris. Um, Kyle Turris kind of like, I mean, he's the third line center, so think of him like a Nick Benino or a, like a Benino was the third line center last year, and then until Turris came in, obviously, but think of him like Nick Bugstad in. In Pittsburgh. Like you're you're locked into that third line center position. You're not going anywhere. You got Duchesne and Ryan Johansson above you. I don't know how much we can expect out of him with Ryan Ellis. I really like him as a power play two quarterback. Great for blocks. His hits are decent enough. He seems to be a lock for 40 points. And the same goes for Matthias Eckholm, minus the power play. It doesn't look like Eckholm's going to get any power play time as far as like the beginning of the year. Right now it's um Dante Fabro, who I really like as like a deep, deep, deep league pick. Should be on your waiver wire just in case he does take off. I got him in my dynasty league, so I'm like super high on him kind of. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I like these guys. And then I also have Tomasino, who's really cool. I missed out on Tolvanen, but I like Tomasino better than Tolvanen. So we'll see. He is the second D-man on the power play unit, Dante Fabro. Keep an eye out. And you got to look at Craig Smith. If, if he's top line with Arvidsson and Rijo, you got to hop on it. And like you were saying, man, like... This is the top six. It's just going to be mix and match.
1: And most likely you'll be able to get him cheap, too, a player like Craig Smith. Chances are in most of your leagues, I'm thinking you can get him round 15.
0: That with, uh, he's probably pretty cheap in like DFS, too. I could see that being a thing. All right. I'm, I'm always
1: looking I'm for value, 13th.
0: man. 13th round. Do I go patch ready or do I, do I try and get some D? Because my D is still pretty weak. I only got three of them. I feel like at this rate, like you only have three. Might as well just fucking ride it out because, at this like fourth and fifth defenseman, it's all gonna be. It's all gonna be the same unless who's out there is Provorov still out there?
1: No, I would have taken him if he was. That's why I took Quinn Hughes.
0: Whatever this goalie situation in Nashville. What do you make of it?
1: Uh well, I think pretty obviously uh Rene is gonna be your main goalie, obviously as we know. But they also, just like they talked about uh um like they talked about Bishop, they're talking about putting Peccaroni uh Peccaroni, oh my god. Uh Rene. Pekka uh yeah. <laughs> they're talking about putting Pekka uh taking a step back a little bit. Um he's had a heavy workload the past couple of years, and UC Saris is a good backup. So, I mean, you got to think he is breathing down Renee's neck a little bit, and we've talked about in the past. Renee has always had a, a short leash. They gave a they gave him an extension, but they have, but they've just always had a real short leash with him.
0: Yeah, I think the older Renee gets, like this is one more year, so I think they're going to edge him back a little bit. Think of it this way: he he played fifty six games last year. The year before that, 59. The year before that, 61. Then 66. So that's going back. So it wouldn't surprise me to see Renee's number dip below 50 or a little bit above 50 with like 30, just just like 30 to 35 for Soros. Like, I think the, it's going to get closer to 50 50 every single year. And I think this is going to be the year that it's going to be like 40 and 40, maybe. Because they, like, they got like to start giving the reins to
1: him. Either
0: that, I mean, you're just.
1: You're just wasting that kid sitting back there. Ugh. I feel like uh, honestly if I were Nashville, if they're not doing good by the time of the trade deadline, Peke Rene is a really big piece to, to trade away and you can get some real good young uh young talent for him. Yeah, I, want I don't him. know what you I don't know what you think, but who I would I would do it if I had somebody like UC Sarus <laughs> in the in the in the background. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't like- you?
0: Yeah, I mean, but then again, you also have to think most of the teams that are in the hunt kind of already have that goalie. They already have a, a starting goalie. Take- I took Gusev. People are pissed.
1: He was on the list.
0: Nice. I love pissing people off. That's how I know I did a good job. St. Louis Blues, top players, easy enough. I kind of want to jump right into the power plays because that's the most interesting thing right now. And Justin Falk. Uh, we know their top players. It's Tarasenko, Ryan O'Reilly, Petrangelo, Justin Falk enters the scene. Brayden Shen is out there. tarasenko he's one of the more elite right wings out there. He's yet to hit point per game at any point. And I think Falk is probably the most new and interesting thing to talk about. Seven years at 6.5, super front loaded. Do you think this means that Petrangelo, this is his last year with the Blues? Are they like openly okay with not being able to afford him? Uh, maybe Braden Shen gets dealt. I think he might go to the Habs. I don't know. What do you think?
1: It fucking feels that way, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. It does. It just it feels like it, it. It's just it's a weird feeling. I I knew that Carolina was – they've been looking to trade him for three years. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, and they finally did it. Number one, they won that trade in a big way as far as I'm concerned. So they get right. out of Falk's contract. And St. Louis is more than happy to give him a shit ton of money when even though they know they have to uh, sign Petrangelo coming up here, it seems like they're just going to back out of it. And Falk is going to be their new number one defenseman. Yeah. I never thought I'd see the day. But I'll tell you what, I've been drafting Falk like crazy. Every chance I get, uh, I think he's going to take over that number one power play spot.
0: I, I do think it's just them like throwing in the towel on Teres, or not Teresenko I Petrangelo. With these power plays, man, let's talk. Andre Kasha just went. I know rude
1: before some damn good people
0: I think he was just doing it because I sniped Gusev from him I don't know these guys can have they can have Andre Kasha right now I'm everybody everyone knows how much I like Andre Kasha they've just been sniping him from me in like round 13 12 and I'm like you know what at that rate you can have him all right so I'm going to talk about these power plays while you pick what the hell is Dunn's first name Dunn Vince Vince Dunn um, Vince Dunn is on the top power play. I was thinking like Chuck, Victor. Chuck I was thinking Dunn. Victor Chuck Dunn. Yeah, I was thinking Victor, man. Uh, but but anyway, Vince Dunn is on that top power play with Justin Falk and Petrangelo on the second, and Ryan O'Reilly is also on that second. So it's like really weird, um, power play lines right now. Power play one is Jaden Schwartz, Braden Shen, Rob Thomas, the Matchbox Twenty, Vladimir Tarasenko, and Vince Dunn.
1: You know what? We just talked about Michael Granlund I'm gonna fucking take him. Like I talked myself into that
0: one. <laughs> and then power play two is uh Perron, Ryan O'Reilly, Bozak, Falk, and Petrangelo. I'm thinking this looks like a fifty fifty share of these top two, uh these top two power play units. So I don't see anybody really getting the lion's share there of that time. And that brings me to Jaden Schwartz. He Jaden Schwartz is probably one of the biggest bounce back guys. He he was pretty studly in last year's playoffs. He's thirty seven percent owned right now on Yahoo, under fifty percent in ESPN. He's someone who's, if he's out there, that you kind of put a really short leash on him on your watch list because he's getting that top power play time. He's getting that top line time. That's exactly what we look for in fantasy hockey, right? Like, that's what you want. Vince Dunn as a depth option, I might wind up taking him right now because I need a fucking defenseman, uh, and he's not even out there. So, whatever. I still need two defensemen, and we're in, like, the 17th fucking round or something. What round are we in? What is, what's happened? Fifteen. Anyway, I like Vince Dunn. Colton Pirieco is not going to get you the points, but he's going to get you peripherals. He only had 28 points last year. Barely any power play time. Justin Fall comes in. I really think that there's just a traffic jam, and Pirieco is not going to get any power play time now. But he is going to get you those peripherals. And if you're in a banger league, Real I quick, feel like, what's up?
1: Konechny or uh, Tom Wilson?
0: Ooh. I feel like Tom Wilson is going to piss people off and I also feel like you can get Konechny in the next round. So Tom Wilson has a better trade target. You know, like people are going to want him just because they like him.
1: And I just got to see his face when I picked him.
0: All right. That's who I got as far as depth options in St. Louis, my sleeper, Rob Thomas, matchbox 20, man. I really want to see him in the top six. He scores like a top six forward and he did that from the bottom six last year. If he gets that, deployment, if he gets that time, a shot on the top power play as it stands right now. He's a right wing. There's big potential. Uh, right wings are, for the most part, hard to come by. I found that like there's good value later. Like Kyle Palmieri, Tom Wilson just went. I know it's a points league, but this is, uh, this is later. We're in the 15th round right now. But right wing is hard to get a stud.
1: Yeah, I hate my right wings.
0: Rob Thomas, right wing, he's going to be in that top six at some point. I know it. He's really good. So... Goalie situation, we have talked about it every single day, all day. Jordan Bennington, this one's going to be interesting to see unfold. I avoided Bennington in every single one of my drafts, and that's because I don't trust him. So here's two two different scenarios here. You can either play 60 games and don't make the playoffs. And to me, that is more uh, telling than 30 games in a Stanley Cup. So, I mean, with Dubnik or Gibson, you know what you're getting. And Bennington, he has pedigree, but he doesn't have the experience. He went, like, super high, too. He was, like, the sixth goalie off the board in every single, every single draft I did this year. I'm, I'm not that type of gambler, and I know you're going to agree with me because Bennington just don't have the time for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes next year, but I agree with you wholeheartedly. I can't take Bennington in this draft unless he drops, like, way low. Like, the one, the one draft that we were in, it was, like, Bishop dropped to, like, the third or fourth round, and I was like, uh, should I just do it? You know what I mean? If that happens with Bennington where he's in like the fourth or fifth, yeah. But I'm not taking him no, in in no first or second round. <sighs>
0: Man, this, this defense is just brutal. I got nobody left. I'm up in two and like the best defenseman out there is Damon Severson.
1: Yeah, I'm looking for one more. You take Sam Girard. Yeah. You have Makar. That would actually be a decent, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Just to cover both bases to see what happens. I also need one more defenseman. But I'll get there. Um, so next up, uh, Winnipeg Jets, eh? <laughs> yeah,
0: not not the greatest. I mean, Blake Wheeler, you know, multi monster. What is
1: going with Dustin <laughs> freaking Bufflin? Dude, earlier, oh, today, my God.
0: earlier today, there was a guy. Uh, he's got like a checkmark and everything on Twitter. He was like, news is going to come out later today. Uh, there's something happening with Dustin Bufflin. And, you know, nothing happened. So I don't know what happened i haven't heard anything and apparently it was supposed to happen today and it didn't so that it, sucks it is Ooh. Me, TJ. i know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take justin schultz because chris Latang is definitely gonna get hurt anyway sorry yeah there. your top players in winnipeg
1: patrick just went into the 15th round pick number nine
0: Ooh, man. here we go blake wheeler mark shifley patrick line kyle connor josh morrissey and nikolai eelers these are the best guys on the team. They are all in the top six. Josh Marcy looks to be the top power play guy unless Dustin Bufflin comes back. And depth options like Neil Pionk, maybe he's good at peripherals. And I th- I'm pretty sure he's like the only right-handed shot left on that team. So correct me if I'm wrong. You guys can tweet at us. At FHF Hockey, this is something like that I would like to know. And I would like to not look up. So if you guys know it just offhand, <laughs> <laughs> it's just lazy. And like, I know I have to go find my fucking cat, so I'm not going to look it up tonight. Um, Brian Little. Brian Little just got hurt. Uh, I forget what was happening. He might be in concussion protocol, if I remember correctly. And Jack Roslavich. I don't know why that uh, that he is not the second-line center. They have, like, Andrew Kopp as the second-line center. It's the weirdest thing. Um, all right. I guess I got to take a D. This hurts my feelings.
1: I don't even, like, I was going to take a defenseman, but I can't. I can't take any of these fucking defensemen, dude. I was gonna take one more.
0: I hate happen. my team.
1: I love. I'm loving my team.
0: Ever since that Max Domi pick, I'm just pissed off. Like I auto drafted him in like the fifth round or something. Oh, Anderson just
1: went shit. I was hoping he'd fall.
0: So anyway, back to back to the Jets. Um, Josh Morrissey. It looks more and more like he's gonna be the top power play guy. Without Bufflin there, there's not really any options on D. And with Bufflin, we don't know if he's coming back or not yet. So that kind of screws over the goalie situation that is Connor Hellebuck and Laurent brossois Hellebuck is getting really, really faded this year. And it's rough because he, two years ago, he was one of the, I think he was in my top three. I'm pretty sure I drafted him in the first round two years ago or something. Like, it was crazy. Hellebuck, what a fall from grace. And... You know, just the exodus of defense Dustin Bufflin might not be back It was looking like Line A wasn't going to be here uh, Kyle Connor didn't have a they were, There was no offensive support that was signed And they just look so much better with Stasny and Hayes Like, I don't know, man It's brutal And I like the Jets I liked watching them I like rooting for them And it just doesn't seem like they're going to be They're going to be winning many games So
1: I don't like block. the Jets There goes Cecil Lindell, by the way
0: Bummer Yeah Yeah all right, now yeah, So I mean, the... I,
1: I I agree with you though. I, I think that about does it for for the Jets.
0: Uh, Anaheim Ducks out of the Pacific. We are done with the Central. Pacific coming up. Uh, the top players, I only have two. Man, out of Anaheim, like really, who is there as far as like a top player goes? Cam Fowler. People yeah. are really fading him. Ricard Raquel is the only one worth drafting. And Getzlav is only owned in thirty percent of Yahoo leagues. He hits. He gets plenty of assists. He serves a purpose for your fantasy team. Keep an eye on him if that's somebody that you, you need assists, you need hits to come with it, and power play points. You know he's going to be on a power play. Same goes for Rickard Rackle. He's the guy you really want. He's got plenty of upside from last year, no matter where he's playing, whether it's second line with Sam Steele and Jacob Silberg or if it's on the top line with Getzlaff and hopefully Andre Kasha, who we don't really know where he's going to – Go right now because Kasha is in concussion protocol right now. He took a Jeff Carter elbow to the head. He finished that game, but it looks like he kind of had to go through the motions there. Coach Dallas Eakins considers him close. Daily Faceoff has him on the third line, so it looks like he's getting buried again. Uh, I don't think that's going to stick. It seems like they're trying out the younger players. It's like Troy Terry up on the top, Maxime Comtois, and like just all the youth moving up. And oh shit. I feel like My all power. these guys. I feel like all these guys. They need to know what Kasha has. I feel like he should have gotten traded to Carolina. Jacob Silverberg is a good depth forward to have on your team. Camp Fowler, if nothing else, he is going to be a top power play. He's going widely undrafted, so you can probably find him on your friggin' on your waiver wires. You need to keep an eye out for these guys because the Ducks are really getting slept on. I hope that Andre Kasha is going to be a sleeper steal of the year. Uh, maybe not for the guys that are drafting him. Just to piss me off in these fucking leagues, but uh, those guys can kick rocks. Uh, Sam Steele is another decent sleeper. He's centering Raquel and Silverberg. He's on the second power play right now. Maxine. Right. I'm gonna
1: What's stop up? for a second. What's Jack up, Jack? Hugh- Jack Hughes, William Carlson, Thomas Tatar. I like Jack Hughes.
0: Yeah, give it a whack. People are gonna be crazy about him. Like, I'm t- uh, if nothing else, you can trade him. I'm gonna I'm off.
1: an, I'm an idiot. I love him. <laughs> like I, yeah. I'm trying, I try to get him in like almost every draft.
0: Yeah, this is late, man. Round 16. Yeah. That's that's decent. Kappa went um,
1: a while ago.
0: Uh, Troy Terry is getting top power play time and top line time right now. In the goalie situation, we kind of covered it a little bit when we were talking about Devin Dubnik. I think Gibson's going to get a bulk of the starts here. Um, Anaheim has like 50-plus off nights as usual. So having Gibson presents a bit of value in that respect to go with his elite stats minus the wins. I don't. You're not going to be getting wins out of Anaheim, but you're going to get those stats out of Gibson. And that brings us to the Yotes. You're up next as far as pick goes.
1: Thomas Tatar or TJ Oshie?
0: Ooh, Oshie's going to get goals.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Oshie. I'm loving my team. I have a. I have a handsome team too. Except for Connor McDavid. He brings the handsome Ugh. quotient. He brings the handsome quotient down a. Fucking far away.
0: Yeah, but he's good. What did you draft second overall? Yeah, Kucherov went first. Or over? I've
1: never, I've never drafted like really high. I always get the shittiest positions. <laughs>
0: You've had like great positions in most of our drafts.
1: Yeah, I had two number ones and a number two. All right, let's look at these Arizona Coyotes. Just like a lot of these teams, I mean, I think there are your really obvious ones, and that is. Phil Kessel is Phil Kessel. He's going to be able to drive offensive play on pretty much any line that he's on. But where I'm really looking to, where I was looking to get value, at least for my past drafts this year, was Clayton Keller. I think he is not far off from number two. Now, obviously, he's not going to be your Phil Kessel type player, but he is really going to get a boost playing with Kessel. On top of the fact that he had such a down year last year, I think it's pretty safe to say that he is going to have a big bounce back. Now, as far as any other players, you're looking at, like, your OEL for defense, just like usual. Is he going to break out? Is he not going to break out? I mean, or did his breakout happen and he's just going to be your normal steady kind of guy anywhere else on the defense. I really don't see much as deep sleepers. I'm looking at players like Derek Stepan. If he's playing on the first line with Kessel and Keller, otherwise it's probably going to be someone like Nick Schmaltz who might be able to give you a little bit of a, a little bit of a deep look along with Connor Garland also being on the second line. Then we get to your goalie situation. It's Ronta as long as he stays healthy. And that's, and that's who it is. He's not going to have Darcy Kemper breathing down his back. And I think that's pretty obvious.
0: Oh no, Um, Kemper's good though.
1: Yeah, but Ronta is way better when healthy. Yeah. That's the thing. When healthy, he is way better. I know I drafted him by accident because I had the worst auto pick draft of the year. And it just so happened to be our, uh, the money
0: um, league, money yeah, league, it was, baby. It was
1: our, our our money league for our home league. I was at work and we were really busy and the auto draft fucked me something nasty. I had I had got on with the first two picks and we had three keepers. So I picked Bobrovsky and I picked Morgan Riley. put it on auto draft and texted TJ a little while after. He was like, dude, I'm sorry. I was like, what are you talking about? Uh, he was like, yeah, so... You have three goalies
0: and one defenseman.
1: Yeah, and that one defenseman was the one I picked. And we were in, like, round 13. So there was nothing left. It was a whole bunch of bullshit. So I had to quick go, like, back-to-back. And I picked, like, fucking Alex Edler. You know what I mean? Like, Quinn Hughes, I think, were my two picks. Alex Edler and Quinn Hughes. Yeah, I didn't want to do that. But it is what it is. Uh, And it it took Ronta for me. But I'm fine with that. If nothing else, I'm going to hold on to him, hope that he stays healthy and wins a couple of games, because we'll see how the Coyotes are, and I can use him as trade bait. He's going to be on the block, but I'm going to keep him.
0: Uh, I like Ronta. I I mean, I, I agree with you that he is, like, he's on the shelf already. He's got a lower body injury. From what I was reading, Aiden Hill was already sent down. They claimed Eric Comrie off waivers. Uh so it's like they're stocking up on goalies. And Comrie was a good ad because he was, he was pretty highly regarded in Winnipeg. Oh, man, I'm going to do it. I'm going to piss so many people off. What are you going to do? I just drafted Will Butcher. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel disgusted with myself.
1: You just crossed the line, man. I know. You just crossed the line.
0: <laughs> I have no defensemen. Oh, Christ.
1: You have more defensemen than I do.
0: Yeah. But anyway, uh, Darcy Kemper, he put up like close to Vezina caliber stats last year. It's just that he, you know, when Ronta is there, you know, you're the backup. That's it. Your, your best shot is a 50-50. I hate my team. I uh, hate my team.
1: I was going to s- say take Corpusala. Meh. He's been, a, he was on my. Was oh, rupee hints. Poopy, poopy hints. It was still poopy out there. Round 20, pick four. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look at all the guys. They're all talking about poopy. Um, All right, Calgary Flames, man. Let's get into the Flames here. Top players, I mean, obvious top options. You got Johnny Gaudreau, Mark Giordano, Matthew Kachuk, Sean Monahan, Elias Lindholm. These guys are clear-cut top options. But how much of a regression are going to hit them? Like, maybe they don't have as good a year as last year. And, I mean, Michael Backlund, he's always a a depth option. He is going to be in for the home opener despite a day-to-day tag. He was nursing Ugh. a lower body inju- injury. And this is uh, via Wes Gilbertson on Twitter. He's a beat writer for the Flames. He's always a solid streamer. He's a better hockey player than he is a fantasy hockey player. But, you know, he's out there. He's He'll give you maybe 50 points and okay shots. What I really like here is David Riddich. He went 27-9-5 and last year with a 9-11 and a 2-6-1. He's going really late in drafts. He's someone I have tagged as like a decent – Number one, if you fade goalies hard, and I did in a few, and I was targeting Riddich. Calgary no doubt won a lot of their games on pure offense, but having Riddich ahead of Talbot, I'm pretty confident that he's going to get a lion's share of the starts. You know, having that offense in front of you is not bad, and he's a pretty decent decent goalie in his own right. So I do like the Calgary Flames there. I think, um, you know, their top guys are still going to be top guys. Matthew Kachuk is still going to hit a lot of people. Johnny Gaudreau is going to score a lot of points. Mark Giordano is not going to be 70-point 70, 70 defenseman, but he's still going to be 55-60. to 60. And Sean Monahan is just going to do you know close to point per game. Elias Lindholm is one of the more um, kind of interesting options, center-right wing, and possibly, I mean, he hits, which is nice. He shoots, and he's going to get a bunch of points. So I do like Lindholm. Yeah, and I mean, that brings us to the Edmonton Oilers now. You got your top options again. Connor McDavid.
1: All right. I'm going to stop you one more time. Okay. Last pick. This is the second to last pick in the draft. Now it's either Jakob Verona, who you know I like. Second line, playing with TJ Oshie, who I already have. Yep. Or Victor Olofsson.
0: Victor Olofsson already got drafted.
1: Did he? Yes. Oh. Somebody you gotta go. took him.
0: You got to go Verana.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. I've been picking him up on the low in a lot of leagues. That's some bullshit. Yeah,
0: I think we just hit 600 Twitter followers, like, just now, which is pretty neat.
1: And I don't follow us.
0: You don't have a Twitter.
1: That's why I don't follow us.
0: Yeah. Um. All right. I'm...
1: took Victor Olafson, man? I'm pissed. Oh, that, was,
0: that was a minute ago. Um, yeah, how'd
1: that happen?
0: All right, Edmonton Oilers. Connor McDavid, Leon Draisaitl, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, your easy top three here. Darnell Nurse is going ahead of guys like Oscar Kleffbaum, uh, even Joel Pearson, who right now is on IR with a shoulder injury. But he's apparently he's like the heir apparent to the top power play, which is kind of weird. Clefbaum uh, right now is the guy on the top power play, according to Daily Faceoff. But Nurse is going way higher in drafts and is just like more highly regarded. And he does give you like crazy, crazy great peripherals, and it's easy enough to see him on the top power play if person gets a long enough look, or if he flops. He, like I said, he is on IR, so it's going to be a fight between Clefbaum and Darnell Nurse for the time being. But Nurse is great for your peripherals, and he's going to get, he's going to fall into a little bit of points, which I like. Depth options there. James Neal might as well get a look in, on the top six at some sort of wing position. Oscar Clevland, obviously he's he's never he's good at stuff, but he's not great at anything. But he does get that top power play time. Alex Chason always kind of like filters into the top six, top power play fixture. Adam Larson for your hits and blocks, and that's it. Um, my sleeper is Joaquim Nygard right now. or Nygaard. Um right now they're rocking lines of Nygaard, McDavid, and Neal with Drysaddle, RNH, and and Cassian as the second line, with Marcus Granlin, Gaten Haas, and Alex Chason on the third line. This presents a really, really good opportunity for Negard to piggyback some of McDavid's offense, even James Neal. So if, if what we were all thinking with James Neal, high risk, high reward with James Neal. And if that's the way it's going to go, Neal is going to get those kinds of points that we were really hoping for. Doesn't have top power play time just yet. If he excels on that top line, he could very well take over for Chase on on that top power play. Keep an eye out on Negard because if he does keep running onto that uh top line and excels, you know, he is on the second power play, which is kind of a shit heap uh, right now, but still worth keeping an eye on. You love those third wheels. Speaking of shit heap, let's talk about the Edmonton goalies.
1: They don't they don't even really know who's starting yet, but it's gotta be Koskinen, right? I
0: uh, paid him I,
1: enough money. He's yeah. he's gotta be the starter.
0: So let's read you their stats. They are both in the eight sixties for save percentage. Uh, Mike Mike Smith has a 3.00 goals allowed and Koskinen has a 3.73. Mike Smith played just under 50 minutes and Koskinen played just over 44 in four games played. So I guess like an average of 11, like maybe he played three periods or something. I don't know. You know, the goalie situation there is just not great. And I don't think it's something worth touching. It's not something worth streaming until somebody gets on a roll. It's, It's a rough patch. That, I guess, brings us to the Los Angeles Kings, and let's take it away. Your favorite team.
1: Oh, yeah, my favorite team, Los Angeles Kings, all right. Uh, okay, so as far as the Kings go, it's definitely Drew Doughty. Drew Doughty is your top pick for anything fantasy on on the Kings. Um, it seemed to me, so with all the drafts that we were in this year, I saw Andre Kopitar going really, really late. In our last draft, before our first draft today, I picked Andrzej Kopitar with the very last pick.
0: Yeah, and you got to think that's got to do with center being so deep.
1: Yeah, but hell, he just had, what, what, 99 points two years ago?
0: I think it was like 92, or like 53, so this is going to be an up year because that's what he does.
1: But yeah, so I mean, Anshay Kopitar has been going really, really low. Great value on him from what I've seen this year. But Drew Doughty is your best pick. He's going to go probably, I would say, I'm sure you've seen him go in the top probably four or five rounds just because he's viable as a number one defenseman. After that, there's really not much. I mean, Dustin Brown would be definitely be your number three as far as I'm concerned. He plays really well with Kopitar. Whenever Dustin Brown is on the ice, Kopitar does great. Whenever he's not, he's going to slump. It's just weird how that works. Now, for your next level guys, you have somebody like Tyler Toffoli, Jeff Carter, and even like a sleeper like Alex Ioffolo. I know he is somebody that I have
0: been big on
1: streaming in the past, and it all depends on his deployment. And I know you like Ay- Ayofalo as well.
0: Yeah, he is. Um, I mean, if nothing else, he's another third wheeler. So he's getting no power play time right now. But with Dustin Brown, he's a banger. Kopitar, up year, down year. This is going to be an up year for Kopitar, I'm hoping, because I uh, I took him, <laughs> like you were saying, I took him in one of the last rounds in a different league. So... I'm hoping he does it. Uh, one of my sleepers, Tyler Toffoli, getting buried right now on the third line with Blake Lizotte, Lizotte, uh, and Austin Wagner. His shooting percentage last year and shot volume just don't match up, so he presents a solid breakout opportunity. But I just don't see it happening from the third line. I was talking Real to somebody. Real quick question: Go ahead, What do yeah. you
1: think about Alec Martinez Nothing. right now? He's—you don't think that he's going to be anything? He's not worth having at all. He's getting PP2 time right now.
0: Yeah. I don't know, man. I I don't really, like, I mean, even even in this draft, where my defense is so shitty, I wasn't even thinking about like Martinez, if that says anything for you.
1: Fair enough.
0: All right. So, with this goalie situation, Jonathan Quick and Jack Campbell, I was reading from user Malociraptor, M-A-L-L-O-W-C-I-R-A-P-T-O-R. So, like, Velociraptor, but... Melociraptor. anyway I asked his permission to use his argument he put up a post about Jack Campbell as being one of like the the more sleepier uh, goalies out there so I'm going to read it for you guys and everything that I'm about to say is a direct quote from user Melociraptor. Uh, Imagine for a second that you had the chance to freely add a 27-year-old goalie coming off a very strong 2.30 goals allowed average, 930 save percentage, a solid 15.68 goals saved above average, and a strong 64 quality start rate on a team that finished dead last in the Western Conference last year. Now also imagine... But the only thing standing in the way of that is the same goalie getting the lion's share of starts this year is a 33-year-old goaltender who posted one of the worst starting seasons of any goaltender in the last 30 years. This same goaltender just happens to be coming off a torn meniscus and also has a pair of major groin injuries in his resume in 2013 and 2016, along with a mileage of six seasons of 60-plus stars and over a full season's worth of playoff starts. Who could these two goaltenders be? you might have been able to deduce that the bargain option here is Jack Campbell, who is unowned in 96 percent of Yahoo leagues currently, which seems mind numbingly low, given the injury woes of a butterfly reliant goalie like Jonathan Quick has gone through over the last few seasons. And the number Jack Campbell has posted last year. Quick is going to get a chance to prove that he can still be the guy, but he is clearly at the age where goalies declines begin to take effect. I'm not sure if the Kings will necessarily be a better team as they didn't make a ton of moves to improve their offense. But a repeat of that. 31 game sample seems very likely from the former top goalie prospect with big offside for more. Should the injuries play quick again, that probably doesn't make him ownable in anything more than deeper competitive 12 to 14 plus team leagues currently, but should be one of the goalies at the top of your watch list at the very least. End quote. I think this was a really well thought out and convincing argument. Like I, before this did not even consider Jack Campbell, but those are pretty good numbers. And he's right. Jonathan Quick is a butterfly goalie. And when you're a butterfly goalie, your groin is going to take a beating. And not in a good way. So think of him as possibly, you know, he's, he, he might be like Antironta, where it's almost guaranteed that he is going to get injured at some point in the year and that it might be Jack Campbell's show.
1: Wouldn't that be crazy? It's been the Jonathan Quick show for, for so, so long. That was a pretty good argument, though.
0: I think so. I think this guy put together like a really like for me, when I when I think about stuff like this, it's all cluttered and whatnot. But and I I have almost no thoughts about Jack Campbell. So for him to have this spiel on Jack Campbell and I mean, at the end of reading it, you're convinced that he's right. That is a serious I mean, it's a serious argument here. So I do want to piggyback off what user Malasa is saying here. I mean, he's got to be on your watch list, and he's going to be one of the – I mean, when Jonathan Quick goes down – it's not if Jonathan Quick goes down, it's when.
1: I'll give you that. that
0: He is going to be the most added player that week, without a doubt. So if you're ahead of the curve on it, that's going to be seriously awesome for you. He also says that he gets a lot of his stats from the frozen pool on Dauber Hockey and Hockey Reference. So I asked him if he wanted me to plug anything, if he's got like a Twitter – or, you know, some sort of resource that he wanted to get out there, but he didn't. He just wanted to shout out Hockey Reference and Dabber Hockey, which are two of my favorite resources as well. Um, all right. So that, that wraps it up for the Kings. Very well fought argument, user Melociraptor. Thank you for allowing me permission to read it. San Jose Sharks, man. Let's talk about some stuff. Damn Sharks.
1: I wanted man. Brent Burns in at least one league this year. I've never throw? had I've never had Brent Burns in, in any league ever.
0: I'll trade him to you for Patrick Kane. Uh
1: no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's easily your top player. Eric Carlson, close behind him. Logan Couture, Evander Kane, Timo Meyer, Tomas Hurdle. I all love Evander Kane. Awesome. Evander Kane got Evander slapped Evander with Kane. a three-game bullshit suspension. If you saw the hit, he was going after some dude, and then he was gonna so. I forget who it was, but anyway, dude hit Evander like cross-checked Evander Kane, and then Evander Kane turned around to just hack him with the stick, and the ref was right there. So he hacked the he hacked the ref, and they were going to get him with a ten game suspension, but they brought it down to three because it's obvious that he was aiming for the player, not the ref. But he then he did go on to like push and kind of hassle the ref. You can't touch the ref, so that's three games auto. But yeah, Evander Kane in your bangers leagues, he's he led the league in pims last year. I don't know, maybe, maybe if you can frighten somebody enough, like, oh, you know, this three game suspension, that's just the start of it, you know, already with this shit. So you might as well trade him to me and maybe that's going to work. Maybe not, but it's worth a shot. Somebody that somebody that's kind of like going undrafted here, um, Kevin LeBanc, he is 64% owned in Yahoo Leagues right now. And he's a left wing, right wing, dual eligible winger. And he's either going super late in drafts, not that it's going to matter, like I keep getting this, you know draft like we've been talking about drafts for months now but uh and we just
1: had how many in
0: (laughs) two today a couple of days we've been drafting for four and a half hours now um (laughs) kevin lebonk took a one-year deal at an extreme discount so if that doesn't like hype you up more than a contract year like it does for me
1: yeah he's betting on himself so he's he's gonna come out with a fire under his ass
0: so not only is it a contract year But it's a contract year in which he's getting underpaid, and he did that as a favor to the team. So he is going to be coming out swinging big time. And this is a guy that, I mean, he's drafted in most of the leagues that we're in. He hits kind of, you know, pretty okay. He had 66 hits last year. Or maybe maybe that's how they're projecting him. I don't know. That's what I'm looking at right now. But he's going to get power play time. Dual eligible. Available in like 30, 36% of leagues if I'm doing my math right. I would take Kevin LBock. If if you know if he, he's better than your worst player, swap him out right now. If you overlooked it, didn't even think about Kevin LBock and you know you have like Frank Verratto on your team, unless you really need hits or you know whatever, I say swap him out for Kevin LBock. Easy. Uh, the goalie situation here, Martin Jones, Aaron Dell, I mean it's okay, I guess. I'm not huge on Jones, but he does play for a really good team. I have him in a couple leaves. I'm not excited about it. Yeah, that's all I got there on the Sharks.
1: Sorry, I was Discording it up.
0: Uh, What are they saying?
1: I'm just going, I'm looking at like the rate my team stuff.
0: Oh, yeah, I posted my team and then that's it. Um,
1: Hashtag hate my team.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I love my team. It's just so hard drafting, like, so as much as, yeah, it's cool to have first or second position. You have to like really think ahead on what you're going to draft because you have to. A lot of times, you'll have to draft people way earlier than you rightfully should because you're like, oh, well, that right winger is not going to be there in 22 picks if I don't take him now, or that defenseman is not going to be there. Like, you have to get really fucking savvy with picks, and it sucks because you're either going to be really right or you're going to be really fucking wrong. Chances are I'm going to be really wrong.
0: It's a big gamble. Let's talk Canucks, man.
1: I think the Canucks are really like. I feel like they're they're kind of sexy this year.
0: Yeah, they're good. You like, gotta like. You gotta have, like Pedersen coming into his second year.
1: They have a lot coming like coming in for him. So they have Pedersen and Besser on that top line. You gotta think that your first person you're looking at is Pedersen.
0: So real quick in our money league, Liz offered me Oliver ekman Larson for Brock Besser. I'm not too keen on it because I like Besser. I want to keep him.
1: Yeah, I think Besser's gonna. I think he's gonna do better than he has in the past. I think that number one, Pedersen is gonna b- take a big step this year, and Besser right along with him. Because I mean, he's been pretty steady. He just needs to, you know, stay a little healthier.
0: Yeah. But, but I mean, if, if I had gotten that trade, um, I forget who I offered her originally, but I wanted to get Oliver Ekman Larson so that way I could trade you. Ghosts and Makar. so like I needed to bring in anyway defenseman.
1: We, uh, we need to talk about for doing that trick. So I'm trying to make this shit happen.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about it. But like I needed another defenseman to come in. Like I'm trying. I got I got balls in the air. I need another defenseman. Like if I'm going to give you two top power play defensemen, I don't want Perrieko, and I don't want Ranta. So like we we got to figure something out. Something okay. else.
1: We will. Um, it, it's just so. For that trade, as far as 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 far as I'm thinking, Brock Besser is just so goddamn steady. 55 points two years ago, 56 points the year before that. Goals. You know what I mean? 29 goals, 26 assists. 26 goals, 30 assists. Now, he needs more help on the power play, but I'm thinking the power play is definitely going to get a little bit of a boost this year. So you have Michael Furland out there to do the dirty work, also on the top line. A great kind of sleeper pick for deep rounds as far as Vancouver goes. Then you have the whole second line that isn't bad. They're definitely worth a stream, and at least Beau Horvath is worth a draft. Mm -hmm. Um, JT Miller and Tanner Pearson, you should be able to pick up off waivers, no problem. But then there's the defense. And you and I both agree on this one in a big way. It's not Alex Edler. It's not Tyler Myers. Mm -mm. It's Quinn fucking Hughes.
0: Well, yeah, that's been... um... All but confirmed. So assistant coach Newell Brown said, uh, I read it on the athletic that Hughes looks at home on the man advantage. He also has Josh Lievo playing the bumper spot on that top power play with uh, Miller Pedersen, Besser and Hughes. So that's going to be a sexy first power play. JT Miller hits a bunch, uh, second line top power play. He, I, I don't know if he's going to make it out of too many drafts. If you can find him on the waiver wire, go for him because like I said, he hits, he scores points he's going to be in the top 6. He's going to be on the top power play. Same thing can be said for uh for Michael Ferland. He hits. Um I don't think he's getting any top he's not getting top power play time and he probably is getting second. But with Ferland, we saw him play with Johnny Gaudreau and Sean Monahan and he wasn't, you know, this breakout player. We saw him play with Tavo Teravainen, Sebastian Aho. He wasn't a breakout player. Now we're going to see him with Elias Pettersson and Brock Besser. I don't think he's going to be a breakout player. But what he will give you is a ton of hits, decent shots, and decent points. And if he's on the second power play, you know, that's that's better than no power play. So if you need hits, go for Fernland and look for some offensive upside. But I just don't see him being like a big breakout guy. Personally, I want I want JT Miller up there because he does have that offensive upside. But what do I know? <laughs>
1: Not enough to, to have any other job than what we're doing, I guess.
0: Yeah. We get to talk for free. It is All what right. it is. The goalie situation. Um, Going off what you said earlier, kind of like continuing that sentence there. Markstrom and Demko. That's a number one Markstrom for me. And like you were saying that they're a sexy team this year. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to, you know, like – be breaking any records or anything this season, not going to be surprising anybody, but I do think they're going to be a good enough team. And Markstrom is probably, you know, probably in the same boat as a Dubnik for me. Like he, he's going to be a good goalie. He's not going to be like uh, Craig Anderson or like a Mike Smith or a Miko Koskinen. I think he's going to be in that Dubnik, Corey Schneider, kind of that tier of goalies where there's a little bit of intrigue. There's a little bit of upside. What do, what, do, what do you take away from Markstrom?
1: I like you know I like Markstrom. Yeah. I think he's I I think he's a sleepy pick. Uh on top of the fact that chances are he's not going to be he's somebody you can probably just put straight up on your watch list and watch and, and watch and see what happens. They have the like they have the chance to to win games, but he's going to see a ton of fucking shots and that's where his value is. Now, as long as he keeps his as long as he keeps a safe percentage up, he is incredibly viable and should be on your watch list and possibly picked up off waivers,
0: yeah, I mean, if he's there for sure, I wouldn't mind like there's there's some leagues where I only have two goalies, and I would feel more comfortable having three. Markstrom is somebody I'm looking at, Mrazek probably didn't make it to too many waiver wires, but if he did, I'd be higher on him than Markstrom and Schneider jeez that one let me let me look at that uh. We just did the Yahoo League draft before this ESPN one, and my goalies were trash. That was the Metro, right? So my goalies, Carter Hart, Antti Ronta, Corey Schneider. It's nothing but upside. Like, those are three gamble goalies. Ronta could be hurt all year. Carter Hart, you know, could fall flat on his face the way that Steve Mason did, the way that Carey Price did in their second years. Corey Schneider, we could see shitty Corey Schneider. We could see really good Corey Schneider. We don't know. So that one's rough. I like the rest of my team. I just don't like the goalies. All right, that brings us to our last team in the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Top players: Mark Stone, Jonathan Marchessault, Max Pacioretty, and William Carlson. Zach, you got you got that screenshot that I sent you earlier today, right? About the, the About Vegas Golden Cody Knights. About
1: Cody Glass. Yeah,
0: Cody Glass centering the second line, and that looks like the line that is going to be the opening night line. So number one, that pushes Paul Stastny down to line three. That's Number something. two. Number two, that puts Cody Glass in the top six, and I'm not sure if he's getting power play time right now, but...
1: Daily Face All says he's on the first power play unit with Patches, Stasny, Theodore, and Mark Stone.
0: I would, I'd be willing to bet, and I haven't looked it up yet, but I'd bet that Cody Glass is under 5% owned right now.
1: He's definitely worth a look. That is for sure.
0: Ooh, 7% owned. Fuck. <laughs> so <laughs> close. Yeah, but... I, that's 93% of leagues that you could be getting a top six top power play guy from Las Vegas. Uh, whether or not he actually holds on to that top six spot, top power play spot. I know that the coach wanted him to dra- or um, coach wanted him to shoot a little bit more, wanted him to get to the net. They want him to do that dirty stuff. So it doesn't, there's a lot of ifs there, but at least in the first couple weeks, Cody glass is somebody you guys should be paying attention to and quick. I know center is super deep, but if you guys have like an open spot Vegas plays that day. Cody Glass is your boy if you want to keep it under the radar. If you want nobody to know about Cody Glass until you know maybe you see what he can do and then you pick him up, fine, whatever. Don't pick him up the first week. But I think this is worth a shot. Cody Glass, top six, top power play. Lock it in. You're adding Cody Glass right now, aren't you? No. Oh, I thought you were.
1: <laughs> I'm sending a trade to somebody.
0: Gotcha. You're trying to get Oliver Eckman Larson probably. Yeah, Mikey was like, Zach's trying to trade me already. He's like, he you tra- asked me. He was like, he
1: asked me if I he's trying to, to trade if for Sebastian
0: Ajo. To... First of all, you have the defenseman, Sebastian Ajo. So if, oh, Zach sent, no. uh... if Zach sent you a trade for Sebastian Ajo, the defenseman from the New York Islanders, take it. And also, it, I mean, that's whether or not you can sleep at night because he's going to be super pissed when he finds out which Ajo it is.
1: No, he had said that. Uh... That Toby was trying to trade him for Mitch Marner. I have Mitch Marner. In that league?
0: In our home league. Yeah. So Toby wanted to give me like Chris Latang for Mitch Marner or Evander Kane or some shit. And I was like, no. And then I think Liz was joking, but I, I sent her an original offer for Oliver Eckman Larson. She declined it and then came back with Mitch Marner for Oliver Eckman Larson. I told her kick rocks. Uh-huh. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the the goalie situation in Vegas and we can uh, we can wrap her up. So uh,
1: I was trying to get to Brinket from him. All right, not not Sebastian Aho.
0: Goalie situation: Mark Andre Fleury, Malcolm Subban. This one's easy enough. Fleury is for sure number one goalie. Fifty five plus starts for a great team. You gotta love it. That's all I needed to say to bring us out of this episode. All right, any final thoughts, Zach?
1: It's been a fun drafting season. Yeah, it got uh, <laughs> I got really pissed about that whole auto pick situation. That was the I was the only that was the only draft that I had to auto pick for. And it happened to be our home league. It just, it really
0: sucked. Yeah. The only one about. we got money on. All right, man. So I hope everybody enjoyed their drafting seasons. I know we did. We had a lot of, uh, a lot of really good ones, a lot of a couple <laughs> kind of bad ones. I screwed up the one with the guys in uh fantasy hockey podcast. I was in the middle of like dinner rush or something or lunch rush. I forget what it was, but uh, I had one day notice. So, I'm sorry if uh, if I look really terrible in that one, but I'm excited to play you guys. I'm excited to uh, take my team and hopefully bring it to the max. I was pretty average as far as the draft goes. But some of these other teams I'm really stoked about got a lot of my keynote guys. All right. Good luck, everybody, in your first weeks. It's going to be like, what, a week and a half? Uh, Yeah, it's going to be it's
1: going to be pretty much like a double week.
0: We have a discord channel for all of you fantasy hockey fans that just want to talk and be around a bunch of like-minded people. I'm going to plug that in our description. Also, you guys can follow us at FHF hockey on Twitter. As always, you can leave us a rating and a review. We like to, we like to see that kind of stuff. It makes us feel all warm and fuzzy. So yeah, that's it. And, uh, maybe we'll be back. I'd like to do it Sunday night. I don't know if you're available Zach, but, uh, do something for next week so we're either going to catch you in the middle of your matchup or get you ready for your week two if you guys are in like espn that has a three-day week or something so we'll talk to you guys next week and as always we love you
1: love you